Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Let's hear what uh, what the Premier of Alberta had to say to me. We're going to play the whole interview for you in an hour's time, a rather extended interview with Mr. Kenny. But one of the things I asked him about was this gun not legislation, because it's an order in council from the Prime Minister. But I asked uh, Mr. Kenny for his thoughts on what the Trudeau government is doing. I don't think most Canadians understand how um, uh, how much red tape there is to, to, to procure, and quite rightly so, to procure a firearm, to, to use it, to transport it, to store it, to lock it, to, uh, to be trained on it in its safe use. Those are the folks who are not the problem. All right, so you'll hear the whole interview in uh, about an hour's time. But there was the little bit of what we had to, uh, what we talked about as far as firearms are concerned. So the federal government is going to move to ban assault rifles and engage in buyback of legally purchased firearms. Mr. Trudeau and his public safety minister, Bill Blair, repeatedly mentioned the AR-15 semi-automatic rifle, which the Canadian Sports Shooting Association declares is not an assault rifle at all. And uh, CSSA questions Trudeau's decision to permit municipalities to decide on handgun bans within municipal boundaries. Look, there was a horrible situation incident in Hamilton earlier in the week. Seven-year-old boy was killed when someone shot into his house. Anyone who commits a gun crime should be facing mandatory, significant, minimum sentences. There are no more minimum sentences. That's also been changed by Mr. Trudeau's government. But uh, this, this whole issue about firearms ownership in Canada is a serious one because 2.1 million people in Canada, Canadian citizens, law-abiding Canadian citizens, own firearms. Tony Bernardo is the executive director of the Canadian Shooting Sports Association. He joins us on The Roy Green Show uh, Tony, so the Winnipeg police, uh, through their spokesman, as we just heard, questioning, uh, actually not even questioning whether this move by Mr. Trudeau is going to make a difference. It isn't. Uh, and uh, Jason Kenney, very clearly, and we'll hear the whole, uh, what he had to say about firearms ownership or committing crimes when you have a firearm, calling for minimum sentences, which Mr. Trudeau did away with. What's the CSSA's position vis-a-vis what the Liberal government is doing? Well, it, it's nothing more than smoke and mirrors, Roy. They're, they're trying to pretend they're actually doing something about a situation that exists in our large urban centers. And, and quite frankly, this isn't going to do anything. And police chiefs have spoken from Vancouver to Halifax. Uh, all the police unions have gotten involved with it, too. They've all said it's dumb. It won't solve the problem because the people that they're going after are not the ones committing the crimes. Talk to us, please, about the statistics. What are the salient statistics about the numbers of Canadians who own firearms? And speak as well, please, about this issue um, that's brought up repeatedly, and that's the issue of assault rifles. Okay, well, first of all, there's there's almost 2.2 million Canadians. Uh, they have licenses and own firearms. Anyone who has a firearms license in Canada is vetted by the RCMP once a day. That's every single day you have a background check done on you 
through the RCMP police computers. If anything shows up, they immediately lift your license and confiscate your firearms. That, that, that's, that's the big thing that people don't generally know. It's not easy to get a firearms license. It, it's a lot of work and a lot of commitment to go ahead and doing this. You have to have safe storage, safe transport, safe everything. We live within a culture of safety. Now, in terms of the so-called assault weapons ban, there isn't even a definition for assault weapons because such a thing only exists in the minds of people who want to ban guns. There is no definition for what that actually is. Assault rifles, there is a difference between an assault rifle and an assault weapon in that assault rifles are real, and they do exist, and they've been illegal in Canada since 1971. So there are no assault rifles outside of the hands of a, you know, a, a few firearms that are stored in museums and things like that. Our military, of course, uses assault rifles. Um, our police use AR-15 patrol carbines, which are absolutely identical to the ones that civilians have. And they're not assault rifles, even according to Blue Line magazine, the, the, the publication the police subscribe to all over the country. So we're waiting to see what on earth the Trudeau government will define assault weapons as, um, because like I said, there is no definition right now. And we're talking again about over 2 million Canadians, law-abiding Canadians, who do everything that's required, pass the tests that they're required to take. They have to have an 80% pass mark on the firearms safety test, which they pay for, and they, they follow all the rules and all the regulations, and now they're the ones that are being focused on, and, and I, I really truly believe, and I think a significant percentage of people in this country, and I would imagine the vast majority of gun owners say, the, the focus should be on the criminal element that uses firearms. They don't have to pass any tests. They don't have to do anything that the government prescribes. All they have to do, as I tweeted yesterday on At The Roy Green Show, is have 100 bucks and ill intent. That, that's absolutely correct, and, and you will have a counter-argument back from that saying, yes, but these firearms, uh, you know, people buy them legally and sell them to the gangs. So let's put this to rest right now. In the entire history of Canada, this has happened 24 times. How do you know that? Because we went and did a search through all the legal records, looking for the court cases. So 24 times... In the yep. history of firearms being sold in Canada legally, yep. on 24 yep. occasions, legally bought firearms have been sold to criminals. That's right. And again, we're talking I about mean, millions. We're talking about literally millions of firearms owners. Well, sure. And, and, and probably in Canada right now, probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 million firearms. Now, when you do that, you extrapolate that 24 across the... Uh, the decades, well, literally centuries that firearms have been sold in Canada, uh, there, there's, there's simply nothing there. You know, the AR-15 that everybody wants to get into a lather about has been sold in Canada since 1964. There has been one shooting committed with an AR-15. One. And the person wasn't killed, unfortunately, thank God. Um, and it was a terrible tragedy, but it was a mafia hit done and, and gone wrong, and an innocent bystander was hit. That is the sum total of AR-15 shootings in Canada, ever. Hold on, Tony, we're going to come back. 
with Tony Bernardo, the executive director of the Canadian Shooting Sports Association, CSSA. Back with Tony Bernardo, the executive director of the Canadian Shooting Sports Association. We're talking about firearms, and particularly because, as you know, the federal government has said, and Mr. Trudeau has said with the support of his public safety minister, Bill Blair, the former chief of police in Toronto, that there's going to be a buyback for assault rifles. They keep talking about the AR-15. What happens to Canadians who say, well, hold on, we bought these legally, we passed all our requirements, we're not going to give them back. Are we now going to create a criminal underclass? And what about the issue of cities deciding whether or not there should be handguns within their municipal boundaries? That's what the Prime Minister is saying he's going to move forward uh, with. Tony, let's start with the cities and uh, Mr. Trudeau's uh, decision that uh, mayors or mayors and councils will make a decision about having whether or not there'll be handguns in their cities. What do you say to that? Well, I, I think that it's nothing, again, more than smoke and mirrors, Roy. It's, it's, it's silly. First of all, the, the Charter of Confederation disperses the rules of how municipalities interact with the federal government. There is no direct connection between the two. So any anything that the federal government does with municipalities must go through the provincial governments. And they seem to be leaving this out of the equation. The second thing is, you put a big wall around Toronto that is made of ether. There is nothing there at all. So somebody could go to, I don't know, Barrie. They could go to Ancaster. They could purchase a firearm there and take it into the city with them. That's the second thing. I mean, are criminals going to obey this law? That's laughable. Absolutely laughable. So the focus. What the, you, what sorry, you go ahead. The good people. What do you do with the good people that live in Toronto? That are sport shooters and target shooters. There are tens of thousands of them. What do you do? It, you, you force them to move? Do uh, evict them and, and confiscate their home? The, well, you know, you, you and I, you, has no power. Tony, you and I have both heard the argument that there's no need for firearms anywhere, particularly not handguns, and that you can almost argue that since 1930, or since the 1930s, handguns have been illegal. It's almost impossible to get one. Uh, and if you wanted to have a fa- if you have a firearm, if, if you're if you're if you're licensed to have a handgun, and uh, you want to go to the shooting range, you have to have a permit from the police to take the firearm, the handgun, from your home to the shooting range, as I understand That's it. Correct. But there is That's the ar- there, the argument is put forward consistently that the presence of handguns and the presence of powerful guns in a heavily urbanized area is just an invitation to have those guns stolen and then have them used in the commission of a crime. Yeah, so let's let's talk about that for a, a little bit, okay? Uh, first thing off, the Fraser Institute provides us with the numbers that we need to, to be conversant on this subject. People who think that the presence of a firearm creates crime uh, or creates violence are, are, are simply uneducated on this subject because the, the Fraser Institute studied Canadian... Canadians, Canadian firearms owners, Canadian firearms crimes, and what they said was that the average gun owner in Canada is half as likely to commit a crime as a non-firearms owner and one-third as likely to commit a crime as the average police officer. Now, isn't that an interesting number? We're talking about the most law-abiding segment 
of Canadian society. Then let's talk about thefts. Well, first of all, the federal government are the people who mandate how firearms are stored. The average gun owner has absolutely zero latitude in how the guns are stored. They have to be stored to federal specifications. If somebody breaks into a home and steals a firearm, isn't the person who had their home broken into the first victim? And now the federal government wants to come back and victimize them again. Put it in a different way. Somebody steals your car, drives drunk with it, and kills somebody, and the police come and say you're responsible because you had the car. I have 45 seconds left. How is this issue going to resolve itself on one side... You have Mr. Trudeau's government and the supporters, uh, his supporters on this issue. On the other side, you have 2.2 million Canadians who legally own firearms, who've done all that's required to pass the tests and satisfy the government, that they have the right and they're qualified to own the firearm they own. How's it going to, in just a few seconds, Tony, how's this going to end? Sure. Well, I, I don't think it's going to end well. Um, I, I think you have to ask yourself the question, what is it we're trying to, to ban? If we're trying to ban crime, this is going to do absolutely nothing at all. It's not even going to have the slightest effect. But the people who are pushing the prime minister on this are not trying to ban crime or affect crime. They're trying to ban guns. Okay, I have to that stop you there. That is the sole objective. Thank you for the time. Always good talking to you, Tony. Thank you. Thank you, Roy, and have a great day. You too. Tony Bernardo, the Executive Director of the Canadian Shooting Sports Association. 2.2 million Canadians legally own firearms. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 